Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, friends I haven't seen in so long. I miss you. I miss you so much. That is something I really miss is when you just go to a bar or a restaurant and you run into somebody. You run into someone you haven't seen in so long and you're like, wow, hi, I haven't seen you in so long. How are you? And you have a bit of a gab, then you have a drink and you, everyone joins the table together. And that is something I truly, truly miss. Um, so I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, this week on the pod, we have the wonderful, the delightful, the funny. Oh my gosh, this person to me is, and to everyone, I don't know why I said to me, but this person is so very funny. I adore them. We had such a wonderful sit down. The wonderful Anne T. Donahue is on the pod today. We talk nostalgia. We talk about how freaky the ocean is. We talk about finding yourselves through writing and connecting with people uh, through through um, and that art form of creative writing, it is a wonderful episode. It is funny. It is fun, and it is it is just honestly a joy. And we've discovered that we are now best friends forever, uh, which is which was lovely. And we're going to be getting to that interview here in just a sec. How has everyone's week been? Oh my gosh, folks! I started work. I started work. Uh, I started at Second City. We started doing live shows. It is. It is wild. Um, so at Second City, you're only allowed 50 people in the audience. It's normally a 300-seat theater. There's only allowed to have 50 people. Um, but honestly, with the tables spread out, it feels full. It really does. And the safety precautions that Second City are going through is amazing. You know, they're trying really hard to encourage people when they are sitting at the table to actually have their masks on because in Ontario here, the law is that if you are sitting at a restaurant or somewhere where you're eating or drinking, you can have your mask off. Uh, and then when you get up to go to the washroom or to go do anything, you put your mask back on. Uh, we, we are so far away from the audience and, and we as a cast are bubbling basically together. We're trying to keep our bubbles as small as we can. Uh, while still working, obviously, and doing and and doing the things that we need to do because we are human beings and uh, things need to happen as well in our lives. But it was so exciting. It was so exhilarating. I I forgot. Not I didn't forget. That's a lie. But I truly didn't realize how much I missed performing live uh, until we walked on that stage the first night. And our my sweet, sweet dear friend who I love and adore, Natalie Metcalf, um, brought us into the show. And she started crying, which like made us all cry. And it wasn't from nerves and it wasn't from being scared that we were there. It was because we missed it so much and we were so grateful to be back performing for people again and that people came out and they were so warm and welcoming and lovely. It felt truly amazing. And, you know, we do we did some bits on opening night where it was like, oh, stay away from me. But <laughs> slowly we removed that just because, you know, we were like, no, we're comfortable with each other. We really are. And we are being safe and wearing our masks backstage. You know, we come on stage and they are off. But, you know, we're still trying our best to social distance with each other as much as we can. And, you know, we're not in the audience really at all. And if we are, we have our masks on. Uh, so it felt amazing. It is obviously strange because that house normally is 300 people and we've got 50, but those 50 people have made it feel like it is a full house. And it is amazing and I love it and it's so wonderful. And um, I honestly, here's some exciting news. And, you know, I'm a person who is always, always... Um, just kind of 
coasted and been like, I don't want to cause problems. I'm not going to say anything to anyone if, if something bothers me. Uh, but this week... We did come back. There was an article put out by the Toronto Star. Uh, I won't talk about that <laughs> uh, because I, I I, mean, honestly, I don't know if it was the proper representation of that night on that stage because truly we had the best time and it felt wonderful and the audience had such a great time. And somebody on Twitter uh, commented on the article being like, how... Uh, being like, how is it that after six months, the first time you go to the theater, you bring someone to dot, 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 improv with the exploding head, um, the exploding head emoji. And that really grinded my gear. So we kind of I kind of looked up who this person was and I won't name them, but I did retweet their tweet uh, because they are a theater assistant professor at U of T. And it really bothered me that sometimes with theater folk they don't see comedy and they don't see improv and sketch as a theater art form and it really is and um so this is for anyone out there who believes that improv and sketch is not real theater um I'm gonna say it you're not right uh and so I retweeted this guy being like thank you so much uh for supporting artists during these uncertain times uh you know uh Improv is an art form. Yes, it is. So that was rude. And he deleted his tweet. So I won. I beat the troll. I feel good about it. Um, Because it is. It's like we're out there every night. And like all of our shows, we write the sketches. You know, we're writing on the fly. Like we are we're presenting things that, yes, improv, of course, there's good improv. There's not great improv. But at the same time, improv in the way we do it with like narrative and long form and building sketches and strong point of views uh, are, is difficult. It really is. And your mind works in a completely different way. We're writing on the spot. We're writing in the moment. Um, so I just had to share that because I was, I was a bit proud of myself that I uh, brought this um, person down, I guess, <laughs> which also feels weird. But I was like, I don't want to like, I want to stand up to people who, uh, who are, you know, talking shit about improv it's not right it's like this is this is an art form like we're actors and we're writers we're performers we play instruments we sing we dance we do it all um so I guess (laughs) that was the highlight of my week (laughs) and being back at Second City obviously we're very excited we're running an improv show right now as we write a new review that will be out October 8th um so very excited um I hope that the schools can hold off on their outbreaks of COVID-19 so we can perform for the next few months uh, for folks here in Toronto because I think people need a laugh. We need to laugh um, and we need to enjoy a little bit of normalcy. And I I really, really feel like the space is safe. It, there, is, there wasn't anything about it that made me feel uncomfortable. People are so spread apart that it, it, and they have a new HVAC system in that obviously they, they have like top of the line. So the air isn't being refiltered. Um, it's being filtered through. So it's not recirculating at all. And, you know, the, you can only come in one way and you only go out one way. Everything is being sanitized in between shows like crazy. Like the whole place smells like sanitizer, which is great. It makes us all feel safe. Um, uh, 
and the staff too. Like I like I love our front of house staff. They are so wonderful and brave to come back as well with us. Um, so really, honestly, if you're if you are ready and you are prepared, and I honestly I understand that people are not probably ready to venture out into the world to a theater show just yet. I understand, um, but if you are, it is a really really fun night out, and um, we would love to entertain you. The show is only sixty five minutes. So it's not nearly as long as it used to be. So you're not in the space for that long. Uh, and honestly, it is a blast. And it's so nice to be back with my castmates and and get to see their faces every day. And we get to laugh with each other and just like goof around and have fun and make the audience laugh and, you know, shake the rust off a bit. It's been six months since we performed. So, uh, <laughs> so it's nice. It's nice to like perform live, you know, Zoom Performing on Zoom is very different because you don't get to hear people laugh. You don't know if you're being funny. Uh, (laughs) So this feels really, really, really wonderful. And I really hope that for all the artists right now who aren't performing live, I really hope that we get to do it all soon together. Uh, I I understand that I am in a very uh, grateful position that I get to do it and that I'm lucky that improv as a theater art form is able to come and do a, a show. We're able to just come back because we do, we make everything up. So there's, <laughs> there's no, there's no real rehearsing. Um, obviously we rehearsed a bit, but yeah, I think, you know, check it out. It's very fun. And I'm, I'm again, so happy to be back with my cast. It is, it is a true delight. And you know what else I'm happy for? I'm happy for my interview with Auntie Donahue. You're going to love it. Uh, so let's go to that interview now. She is an incredibly hilarious writer and human being from Cambridge, Ontario. Her first book, Nobody Cares, came out in September 2018. And her second book, Small Tornadoes, will be out next fall. Woo! Most importantly, she took the plunge and bought a pair of flared jeans. It is the wonderful, the talented, I adore her, Auntie Donahue. I am here. It's happening. <laughs> it's we happening. Oh, I'm looking at your background, which is like my dream situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you are. I'm like, I love pink. I love Steve Nicks. I love plants. I love beverages. Yes. I, your I love the floral print. Thank you. Look, you. Like, glowing. You look amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You look your amazing. Instagram also makes me so happy all the time. You. This is going to sound really weird, um, but like Please. you just radiate this really like positive, nice, wonderful energy. So every time I see you on my feed, I'm always just like, oh. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. That's true. so kind. You're like a true delight. Um, beacon of a person so like this is so so fun that I get to be here with you oh I'm so happy to have you here I I just adore you I also love your Instagram and your Twitter your Twitter makes me laugh all of the time um and I just I I remember what recently when we did that uh super hot date night show at um what's a what's it called the uh the oh gosh Bloor. It was, it's the new Bloor Cinema. Yes. I can't even remember the name. It's been so no. long. Uh, but it was Valentine's Day and you told a story that oh my God. truly killed me, which isn't the first time we met. We met during doing Skechersons, mm-hmm. which I love because I feel like Skechersons allowed me to like meet so many amazing and cool and funny and talented, wonderful people. And mm-hmm. you're one of them. And I just like love you, and I think you're so funny, and your writing is so good. Like I am, I'm jealous of your writing. I'm like, I want to write like you. 
<laughs> oh my god first of all thank you second of all you could write i'm sure if you literally were like i'm gonna write this thing it would be a hundred times better you're like <laughs> no <laughs> you're a very 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 smart talented person i think it would be like a cinch for you to write something even like a head and shoulders above anything i could write so like i just i'm deranged i'm just a deranged oh, person i love it and i'm wearing i just realized um, I'm wearing the same shirt as I wore on Valentine's Day too. So I want to, I want you know, I do own more than one shirt. Okay. Um, I don't know if like, I believe you, but I'll no, don't actually COVID's <laughs> ruined everything. I did put on the co- full on COVID-19. I will probably put on more and I don't care, but the shirt still fits. So I'm like, all yeah, right. Well, that's good. What is it? Is it the. Jump rope for it- heart. Oh, nice. Cute. Yeah. I love like vintage looking sweatshirts. Me too. I'm I like pref- super into it. Oh God, me too. I just like soft things. Just mm-hmm. this has uh our weird quarantine time has really like changed. I got rid of like it's changed my wardrobe completely. Well, partially yeah. because I can't physically fit into like any of my pants anymore, like at <laughs> all, like up eight sizes. But as somebody who like writes and talks about like disordered eating and all that mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, fuck it. This is how it is. Buy new pants. Yep. Fuck who it. Who shit? cares? It's amazing. I, I have bought so much like equipment, like money that I didn't, I shouldn't have spent, but like on microphones and like lights and green screens. And I was like, well, I think we're going to be in this for quite a while. So I might as well uh, pick it up now. (laughs) I love that though. I feel like everybody's had a thing. Like I got, I started buying, well, I got into that car accident back in November and then yes. you, it was like soft clothes all the time and mm-hmm. then quarantine started so then you're just like I'll continue this and then I hit a point where I was just like let's get down to the basics like yeah. who are you do you like yourself blah, blah, blah. and then I realized I was like I like myself when I'm like with my family and I'm eating what I want and I'm wearing clothes that make me feel good and I am like very over being like like I it was the time to like rebuild to be like to kind of just be like you know what you're going to do in quarantine? You're going to learn things and you're going to stop hating yourself. Yes. And you're going to like realize that you bought into a lot of fucking myths and um, he, please pass them as Vicky's. Absolutely. And if you, you can have like an avocado, who gives a shit? Who fucking who cares? cares? We're alive every day. Yes. I think you're alive. Feel is like, oh my God, I get to live. What a fucking privilege. Okay. Okay. Cool. Awesome. I'm going to do the things that I love to do. And I'm Mm going to like, that is one thing about this quarantine is that I feel like I've learned so much too. Like just, I I spent so much time watching YouTube vloggers. I don't know if this is something you've done or, but I got really into watching YouTube vloggers. Like my dad (laughs) is very into this makeup artist who is also talks about true crime. So he and my mom will go to Tim Hortons and sit in the parking lot and watch this girl talk and eat <laughs> their coffee and donuts. And so like, it's just one of those things my dad's like, you sound like Bailey. And I'm like, your best friend, your, your daughter, friend. your other daughter. <laughs> your Anyways, YouTube so daughter. <laughs> I, via my father, yes, I am fluent in YouTube personalities. Now. Right, yes, very good. Yeah, I, I I, just find them so interesting. I like, mm-hmm. it's, I find YouTube, especially vlog, because I wanted, I was like, I'm going to try vlogging now for a bit. I did a couple like stupid ones that were like, 
I bought a new Douglas mattress, so I'm just going to film me putting it together. Or, like, my girlfriend cut my hair during quarantine, so I filmed it. And I was like, oh vlogging God, that's is... Like dope. Right? <laughs> vlogging yeah. is kind of fun. Like, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's a cool, creative... And you also get to know people, too, which I, like, really enjoy. <laughs> I th- it's just a really strange thing, but like outside of like the obvious people who are like putting like people's lives in the planet and everything mm-hmm. in danger, I've I've liked I've learned to like people a lot more over this time. And like okay, okay. I used to shit on stuff like vlogging and like all that jazz, and then now it's just kind of like, but like if they're putting joy, like they're putting if it's not harmful. Mm-hmm. what's the problem it's, yeah, right. it also makes you feel it does make you feel connected and like we're all just trying to get through the day I actually would love to watch a vlog of you putting your bed together and getting your haircut and stuff like that I would love that <laughs> yeah. I love that kind of stuff like I Instagram stories for me is like my personal lifeline to oh yeah community. I love Instagram stories I Instagram. I feel like sometimes I, like I'll go a month without doing one and then all of a sudden I'll have a couple like a drink or something and then I'll be watching a really shitty movie and I go well I must comment on this entire film through my Instagram stories well you hurt your knee as well I did yes and that I was did. an Instagram debacle that I had I'm so sorry if I start turning into your mother but like oh no, I loved it it was so nice it was just I honestly it was like if it wasn't quarantine I would be over there with the appropriate like I know you have a girlfriend so you don't need me to like dote on you you have a best friend you don't need me to like get up in your business like I understand but I was like I I felt like your mother and I just, cause like I need my mom for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when I sliced my finger open a couple of years ago, my mom was there and my dad was there. And so now I've turned into everybody else's mom. Mm-hmm. So now I saw your, your knee injury and I just thought, I know it was it so nice hurt. though. And it, I kept thinking about how I would feel where I'm like, I'd be so sad alone in my house <laughs> with my knee sore. And um, I know I felt very lucky when that happened. I mean, my girlfriend was away in Alberta when it happened at her brother's wedding. And I just, it just was like such a shocking moment to fall on my knee like that, walking my dog. And I was like five minutes from the house and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, call, I called her and I was like, you're in Alberta. And then I called my roommate and I was like, you're not even in Toronto right now. And then I called Paloma Nunez, who's like one of my good friends. And she immediately came over, took me to the hospital. And like, people were so nice. And then you messaged and like, was giving me all this amazing advice that like, because you'd hurt your knee. Mm-hmm. And so it's you were so giving bad. me the advice of being like, take care of your knee. And it felt really nice. And I was like, these are good things to know because I probably wouldn't have thought that the doctors wanted me in and out so fast that they didn't tell oh, me yeah. what to do. So what well, the problem is with the knee injury, it will like it, it will just fuck up forever. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing, which is like, I think well, what doctor wants to say that like, well, in 10 years, <laughs> you're totally fucked. Yeah, right. um, but it's like <laughs> but you can circumvent some of the damage if it's like you elevate you ice you heat you mm-hmm. like start doing like book an appointment at a physiotherapist like I was ready to be like I know you don't live in Cambridge but here's what I was thinking I can get you and bring you to my physiotherapist because I trust her like I <laughs> I there's I that's I think something else has happened in the pandemic where I just become like I just I just want to make sure like, let's wrap a blanket around you. Let's keep you safe. Aww. All right. What's up? What's up to? Does everyone have enough to eat? How are we doing? Like, 
taking and then care of each other. Though, and I hate them. I'm like, um, now I'm going to ruin you. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's, I mean, you can only, you got to be kind until somebody is unkind and then you can be like, no more for you. Like, no more pleasant. <laughs> But it was very nice. It was very lovely. And I was very appreciative. And then also because I feel like that happened, too. I felt like we reconnected again, too. And that's why I was that's also why I was like, I got to have Anne on the pod. She's so great. And I feel like we have so much in common, too. I feel like our like love for nostalgia is equal. Mm -hmm. Um, Like especially reading your your awesome CBC like and anniversaries. Right. That's what they're called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which I love. I was like, what a great name. I was like, it's perfect. Perfect. Thank you. That's all Peter. Peter, um, oh my God, I can't pronounce his last name. K-N-E-G-T. And he's one of my editors. The other one is Eleanor. And they're like the smartest people ever. And they like coin all the things. Well, they're very smart. And Mm -hmm. uh, because I love it too. I like, I like almost every article I'm like, this is my favorite thing. Like you did one on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Which is like my favorite (laughs) TV show as a kid. Of all time. I only got to dip in and out of it as a kid, like sneakily, because it was scary. Mm-hmm. My parents like wouldn't let me. But then I remember being very conflicted about Ross Hall as a person because he was on that show and it scared me. But then he was on Ready or Not, and then he was on Student yeah. Bodies. So then by the by Student Bodies, I was like, I guess I have to love you. Like there's no <laughs> other. Like you you've joined me for four years of my life. I think yes. we're engaged. I think I, this we're getting is very married strange. now. I don't like part of me. You're like, I think we're getting married now. Oh, 100%. It's, yeah. Mm. I still have that. There was a guy across, like, who lives next door that I went to high school with. He's got like an unnormal life with a wife and family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I met my parents right now. And um, his best friend always comes over. And I, and I'm pretty sure his best friend has a girlfriend. Like, I don't know. But every time I run into him and it's like a nice encounter, I like leave being like, oh. I guess we love each other and it's only a matter of time. And oh my God. Remember when you, did you watch Ready or Not? Yes. I okay. I was in love with Amanda. Oh, you know what? You were in love there. I went to be her together. We would have been like BFFs watching yes. Ready or Not and just we like really living our lives. We would have been great. We had I loved perfect it. hair. I still mm-hmm. try to get her hair. And um, when his hair was crimpy, I was always quite confused because he had crimpy hair as a mm-hmm. boyfriend. And I thought people could be born that way with like white people were born with crimped hair. <laughs> no. And I, that was, you know, the stupidity that comes mm-hmm. with being it, like, oh, like about nostalgia, you have to be like, oh my God, I, I was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Cause I was thinking about, cause I talk a lot on this podcast with like, a lot of the queer folks that I have on too about our first like queer crushes. And I just started a new Instagram account called before I knew I was queer. And it's like a nostalgia oh, cool. Instagram account. That's maybe going to be a blog. I don't know yet. I'm still figuring it all out, but oh, I love that like, though. I think there's like an audience for that for real. Yeah. And it's like the idea of like the things that we didn't realize impacted our like queerness growing up. So mm-hmm. like those like crushes too, when you're like a kid having those like kind of queer crushes on people as well is, is so interesting to me uh, anyway well, I've lost my train of thought but <laughs> no you this is what our this conversation is going to be by the way because I love <laughs> yes. but I watched your I saw your Christina Ricci post because yes. like I like I mean I am like just so everyone listening it's like I identify mm-hmm. as like a cis white hetero able-bodied woman so I've got a lot of like I don't ever want to infringe on anybody else's experiences mm-hmm. or whatever that's like fucked up um but Christina Ricci for me 
was like, I believed that if I could grow my hair straight as opposed to like wavy and it, and, and maybe in the winter it would turn dark enough, then I would get like all the boys in my like grade four and five class to like, like I wanted to be her to the point where like I was delusional. Like I would wear backwards baseball caps, but I thought I looked like a tomboy, cool girl. And like I had a grown out mushroom cut. There's nothing like it looked bad. Like I wasn't (laughs) like, I was weird looking, like it was all horrific. But when you posted that, I was just like, that's so interesting. Like I like the stars of our youth. Oh yeah. Really, we're really at a play. And I think who all of us like become or who we want to be or who we want to be with. And it's like, yep. it's wild. It is, it is crazy. And like, I, I think about too, like, I, I love thinking about that kind of, like, I love nostalgia. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the nineties, early two thousands, like that deck, that time when we grew up, although my musical taste is mostly like seventies, but. Oh my God. I got really into seventies this summer. It's the best. Mm-hmm. The 70s is the best, I, the, especially music. I think music from the 1920s until like like the end of the 90s for me is like my favorite. I like early 2000s things started to change a bit and I like I like a lot of modern music too, like a lot of stuff that's out now, but it I don't know. There's something there's something about especially the decade of like 60s, 70s that like era of like peace, f- free love, like it was so emotionally captivating, like, and the lyricism of all of that music is coming from such a truthful place mm-hmm. where in like the eighties and nineties, it starts to become more, unless you're like listening to like alternative rock or something, it starts to become more um, commercialized, I guess. And more so for like that pop pop becomes this huge, like it pop becomes pop. <laughs> yeah. And it all blends together. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like, and I genuinely mean this, like, it's the stuff we have, we have so much in common Mm -hmm. that I, it's also, you remind me a lot of my childhood best friend, Whitney. And I like, like I, cause I was somebody that like, I didn't have a ton of like friends, Mm -hmm. but my best friends were like my sisters. And like, you just seem like somebody that I'm like, I wish I had met you earlier because I really think that we would have, whether friends in childhood or as teens or whatever, it was, I think we would have been like, okay, no, it's okay. We know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else doesn't. Fuck off. <laughs> right, get out of here. We know what's like, up. Oh my God. Cause I'm the same. Like with the music, it's like, I wrote about music for a long time. And that was, I don't know. That was in my, it was such a mess in my twenties. So I'm kind of like, did I even like music for the right reasons? And I don't think I did. So but I mean, when you're, when you're in your twenties, I feel like, can you really like, I feel like you can like things, but I feel like a lot of times, especially like I think about when I was growing up in my teens and early twenties, I was just trying really hard to fit in with everybody. So like I loved country music since the time I was a child and then everyone made fun of me. So I like hid it from people. And then now everyone that made fun of me now listens to country. I go, what, why was it so uncool? I was like, Garth Brooks was the best concert I've ever seen. You went to Garth Brooks? I saw Garth Brooks when I was, um, I, I think, I want to say like ni- 1997. I don't know. Whenever his too big tour was, he came to St. John, New Brunswick at the Hyde Harbor Station. My parents took me to this bar called the Three Mile before because we dropped the car off there and then they bus you over. And I was the only kid 
at this bar and they were giving away all these prizes. So of course I won like a bunch of things because they were like, this kid loves Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh my God. I, this is okay. I'm just imagining like a little you going with your family. Like I, you're my daughter now. <laughs> okay. And I love you so much. Love it. And I used I used to I used to come home from school every day and when I was like in elementary school I would come home every day and I would basically do a line dance tape. I did line dancing in grade 4. And then uh, yeah. when I auditioned for the school production of Oz, not not like the prison show, it was like about so. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> at Catholic school. I'm well, I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. Um, I'm not Catholic for a reason. There are a lot of things mm-hmm. that isn't that true. Yep. I've got to go. Bye. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, but I did, I sang Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under? Great and song. like, I didn't get a part. I had to be in the chorus and then I quit because I'm like, well, if I can't be a star, I'm, this is where I was going to get discovered. And now you've really ruined everything for me. <laughs> I, it, I'm just, I hate it. Um, I like, I felt the same because country was so like, I loved country growing up. And I, then there was this weird part. Wait, how old are you? Am I allowed to ask that question? Of course. Absolutely. I just turned 34 in August. Oh, okay. oh wait, you are. Yes. Cause I turned 35 on the weekend. Yes. We were meant to be friends. Meant to be friends. We were, we're meant, to be friends. meant to be friends. Um, this is it. This is like, we've already had a friendship, but now this is the like full blossoming into true friendship. Oh, this is literally like the primer for like when things die down and I can come back to Toronto again when it feels mm-hmm. safe. Like I cannot wait to have dinner with you. And like, yes. like one of those three hour dinners mm-hmm. where it's just like, we're talking about everything and everybody else can fuck off. Cause we have to, we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to chat. We have a lot to chat about. Um, we'll get there, but like, I, yes. I even showed my mom who I was going to be talking with today. And it's just like, look at her. Isn't she pretty? Isn't she cool? Look at her. She's like, the joy. She's like, she looks joyous. It's like, she <laughs> is. <laughs> so I mean, I'm that's like, a good way to come across, I guess. I'm not you just like, always I always look like, I can't be in a bad mood when I see, see your Instagram. Like oh. you genuinely fill my heart with joy every time I see you. I don't know. It's like radiating positivity. Um, and now you love country. I love country too. And then when love I was like country. 19, 20, um, that's when like country wars became cool. If you were like in university or college mm-hmm. or something. Um, and I don't know if it was irony now that I look back on it, but I definitely know that like much of my youth was spent going to those mm-hmm. writing in them as well. But like, well, I don't know if you feel this about yourself, but I feel like you might, but I always felt like I was always ahead of everyone when it came to <laughs> trends. Like, I always yeah. felt like I was just a little like bit ahead of the the like world or like high school group or or university like I always felt like I was just everything I liked caught up to me later like country music like 70s music like like mo- like certain movies and like yes even nostalgia in itself mm-hmm. like I remember being really obsessed with the 50s and 60s when I was like 8 or yes. 9 me and too. Really? Yeah, because of Greece. Yeah, right. Oh my god. Although I always was kind of like Sandy's lame. I like I like Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo was <laughs> the best. Because yeah, even though she was she was like our age when she played her. That yeah, yeah. Soccer Channing was thirty <laughs> playing a seventeen year old. That's 
deep down that's my dream and sometimes when like a song comes on the radio and I'm driving and I'm just like oh yeah I can see like being the star of a movie and this is like in the trailer and I'm like you know 21 it's like you're 35 you're a grown woman (laughs) in in a lot of ways to the point where it's like you have gray hair like yeah you that's fine I do too now that's great really yeah like kind of like in this area like up in the back you can't really see it unless you get close but it's there (laughs) I I'm mine's like speckled in the part area Mm. I used to care and then quarantine taught me not to care about it right yeah that's fair that's fair then I tried to grow it out. And then when I went to my stylist, I was like, I think I'm going to grow it. And she combed it out. I'm like, you need to cut it right now because this looks bad. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it, please. Why is it so thin? She's like, because you have thin hair. So my joke right. is always that I have like two strands of hair that I just really like wrap around to make like a comb over. Think. Like I have, this is a comb over. Like this is an extensive comb over. I'm like Christian Bale and American Hustle because- <laughs> It's so you, I have my hair, I put my hair in a ponytail because I was seeing myself on Zoom and I'm like I look like I have like one stri- like two strands maybe here right. and then I thought no but the ponytail if you can see it is like mm-hmm. the thinnest thing of all time it's not my fault I'm just a Lithuanian Irish born with. person yes I was very <laughs> lucky and born with very thick hair like I've always no, I had tell your hair is thick hair well, and like that's I didn't cut my hair until I was going to say I didn't like I had a long I wore a ponytail forever and then I cut my hair. Yes. And no one remembers. Literally no one remembers everyone I've known for years. I just cut my hair three years ago into this style and it was like long ponytail. But I always kind of wore it similar on the top. I had bangs that would like go back and obviously I wanted to cut my hair. But like I was scared, I think, to actually cut it. But I mean, um, it's like. If it's long and you go short, that's like a big, it's a Huge. big jump. It's and an I, amazing. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna say it's a, it's like an amazing cut. Like it is very good and it suits you. you excellently. So, so like, Danny Zuko, that's what I wanted. You do have a bit of a pomp, eh? Like I and it it can go even more so lately. I've been like letting her letting it drop a bit. You know, changing it up. <laughs> It's a cool, like you look cool. Like I, we've talked about this 46 times so far in the podcast, but like, I'm genuinely like, you're so cool. Like your hair is you're cool. cool. Oh my God. Yes. No, I'm the one that was like, let's drink Snapple on this podcast. Yeah. Like, well, we're going to open up our Snapple. That doesn't matter. I think Snapple's cool. I love Snapple. I got I two different and- kinds of Snapple just because you talked about it. And I, although I will say, here's what I'm Snapple. If you're out there. Please uh, donate or put to the podcast. Uh, but um, I, I'm a little disappointed though that they have plastic bottles now. Me too, and you can't crush them, so it's hard to recycle them. And also, it says on the bottle, "plastic bottle." <laughs> like, like this isn't. Don't be proud of this. Like Behind that. Oh, this is a pomegranate raspberry, and then a lemon iced tea. Where did you get them from? This is a convenience store on Dundas okay. West and Sheridan. Well, this is bullshit because I, um, I went to Zares, which is like a Loblaws subsidiary. And okay. they had three flavors and one was like a diet Snapple. And I'm like, gross. Mm. No I don't, thanks. No, thank you. It's not what we do here. But I got um, Kiwi Strawberry. Ooh, I they had that one. I've been thinking about it, actually. Like I, when we were talking last night, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to happen tomorrow. 
and this is that. Yes. And then I got, um, they didn't have lemon iced tea, but oh. they didn't have peach iced tea. Mm. No. See, I love peach iced tea. Oh. They didn't have it. I, I just at this moment was about to be like, do you want some? <laughs> I know it feels like we're together in a room. It's I know. It's I'm like, so just nice. Like, this is so exciting. I'm so happy. Yeah. Okay, what's your My, fact? It's boring. Love it's it. It's not interesting, but let's go for it anyways. This is two number 240. So this is an old one. Whoa. Challenger Deep is the deepest point on earth. It can hold 25 Empire State Buildings end to end. I hate that fact because you know what? <laughs> I think that's probably in the sea. And I hate yeah. the sea. I will oh, not go you? into the sea. Yeah, I actually won't even go into a lake. Like I won't. I I really don't like water at all. How? What? Like, was there something in that happened with water, or are you just not? Imagine it was like I got really dark, and I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, mean, I would, you know, that I would just I be like, "Well, nah. um, no, okay." So I, it took me forever to swim. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was like the eleven-year-old and the like eleven me and like four-year-old children in a school class. Um, and, but I learned enough, but then the older I got, the more I just started getting nervous in the water. So what happens is I start to laugh then <laughs> I can't sustain my, like what I'm doing. And then I start to panic, which makes me laugh more. Oh, <laughs> and then no. nobody thinks anything's happening to me. <laughs> and then even if I'm in a pool, I have to stay in the shallow end because I'm like, you don't understand. I'm going to get nervous. I'm going to start to laugh. And then, mm-hmm. Everybody thinks that you're like laugh. Like when one person starts laughing, we're all laughing, and then I'm like, no, but I'm laughing out of nerves. So oh, then I hear, no. oh my god, it's terrible. And then the more I learn about the ocean entirely, I'm like, that is some fucked up shit. Fuck the ocean. Fuck everything there. It's not mm-hmm. for me. I don't need to know. It's like space. I don't need to know. Like I don't. It's not for me. I don't live there. <laughs> it's your business. That's your business. I don't like ask the neighbors like what's going on across the street right. with him and his wife I don't need to know that because you're engaged because I am like I'm engaged to this <laughs> man I've chosen to a point even though I am pretty sure he doesn't even like me as a person <laughs> but I understand your fear of the ocean I get it I see I'm from the east coast so the ocean is like feels like home to me now Aww. I love so I love water I do I love swimming the ocean scares me though at the at the same time. So like I love going into the ocean, but like only like a few feet, you know, just to get a little swim in and okay. then come back because I, I don't like do I don't like what's in there. Like I go, I don't know what's in there. Like we, we only don't. know like what fifteen percent of what's in the ocean. Like because we can't go down that far, nine. right? Like, yeah. Now now I've got to contend with like something like forty six Empire State Buildings. Like I no, thank that you. Part. What's there? What's in there? Thanks. Aliens. I hate it. It's like even like I love seafood. I love to eat it. Mm-hmm. I love fried lobster. It's my favorite restaurant. But like, if <laughs> I am very suburban in so many love ways. it. Um, but like the idea of like imagine not knowing what a like a crab tastes like, and you're just like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go for it. I'm just gonna snap this right open. Like you sick fuck. That's how I feel about the ocean constantly. It's <laughs> disgusting. See, I, th- I think the ocean is beautiful. I love the ocean, but I don't like not knowing what's in there. Because I go, what's down there? Is there di- is there dinosaurs that we just don't we haven't discovered Probably. yet? Are there aliens? What's happening in there? 
It's the same with space. It's like, it isn't our business. You're right. It's like space. It's like, and also those are the things where like, the more you think about it, the longer you think about it, the more, like the more insane you feel because we have no idea. So there's no outcome that's going to be given to us. So it's like, what, why? I mean, I think it's cool. I think, also, there's a part of me that's like, oh, it's so cool to think like, who else is out there? What else is out there? What can we discover? Yes. Which I think is really fun. But also, I think movies have screwed my brain up for those things, too. Right. Like, I grew up, my parents liked Star Trek. So I watched a lot of Star Trek growing up. And so, mm-hmm, like, same. I was that, like, I remember being, like, seven or eight after Star Trek Six came out. And Christopher Plummer plays that Klingon who likes reciting Shakespeare. It's basically what if the Berlin Wall fell down in space, which, as a history right. buff, I'm like, what if it did? Like, yeah, what if it did? About it. Clearly the Klingons are the Russians here. Like, let's go. Um, but, like, so my idea of space was, like, in the future, mm-hmm. somehow all of these species are just going to show up. But even as a kid, I was like, but it's not my business because nobody wants to come to Earth because it, I think it might suck here. And the older button, the more I'm like, imagine how embarrassing it would be to be an alien to be like, let's go to Earth. Like, okay, like, why don't we just go to like the worst fast food restaurant of all <laughs> of the restaurants and then wonder why we have food poisoning? Like, yeah, it's why would you cut? What, of course, there's other stuff out here. They just they're looking at us like, ugh, like the we way I look at there. the laundry spiders downstairs, where I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, get, get out together. of here. Go I know. Up in this, whatever. I don't know. I also love conspiracies theories, though, too. Like, oh, not too. that I like, not that I necessarily buy into them, but there's something fun about about thinking about how people think too. I'm mm-hmm. like. Like, especially with space, like I was reading one on aliens that was like, there's already a war going on on our planet with like four different breeds of animal or animals, different breeds of aliens. Like, uh, and it was like, there's like the greys. The greys are the ones that like uh, abduct people. And then there's this other group that looks basically like Swedish people, blonde hair, blue eyed. And then there's lizard people. And then there's another, another good one. Like, so the, the Swedish people and the other ones are good and the greys and the lizards are bad oh. and they're all fighting on our planet. And we just don't know because we're probably getting men in black every day. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know what? That's fine by me. I don't want to know. So you yeah. men in black me to high heavens. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I know. Right? No, like that's fine. I, as somebody like, I find that the weird Swedish looking people, I'm like, okay, you know what? We already dealt with your kind in mm-hmm. like the forties. Okay. And mm-hmm. go well, you hated everybody. Yeah. And now people are afraid to like Germany's <laughs> and you know yeah. what? The next 50 years, they should be. Absolutely. Um, I like to joke with that with my mom. It's only because like our family got like fucked by the Nazis and by the Russians. So I'm constantly oh. like, mm. um, no actual prejudices though. It's like when I say they hate the ocean, I don't want you to pollute the ocean. Don't no, like yeah. hurt the ocean. I just want to go into it. Yeah. You're just so like, this is information. Aliens. I'm like, okay. You're like, no, they're up to something sneaky. The lizard people I like, I've decided in this moment because okay. when I was little, my mom said I used to run around with a crown that she made me and a blanket as a cape mm-hmm. saying I was queen of the nizzards, AKA the lizards. I couldn't say L's, but she didn't know where I got it from. And we still to this day don't really know where it came from. So I'm huh. kind of like, maybe it's you guys and you're my people. And I am the queen. I maybe. am the lizard queen. Like, Lisa oh my Simpson. gosh. What if we, what, and what if you don't know? And then one day just, they come down and they have to tell you and be like, we must take you now queen. Well, I'd be like, well, I'm the queen. You can't take me. You do what I say. And we're coming down here and I'm 
oddly close to my parents and friends. So you're going to have to like, we're going to make, you're going to have to live in the backyard, I guess. Do you want a hole? I can dig you a nice hole. <laughs> you can do that. Like a, like we an add on. Yeah. But the gray people make me sick. Get a face. Mm-hmm. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> I always wished that there was a bar like Coyote Ugly near me oh, that I could you. go to and have fun at. <laughs> I would even come with you and this is in this world corona hasn't happened <laughs> yeah. i remember thinking i wanted so badly to dance like the girls in coyote ugly and then oh, like yes. whenever def leopard would come on at like a bar i would be drunk and jump up on wherever and be like this is my song but i didn't dress sexy or cool so it was like me wearing a roxy shirt and like vans being like <laughs> Woo! no one wants it like who no one wants wants to see that that's not that's not inspiring anybody i feel like there were a lot of dance movies when we grew up too like that always made me wanted to dance like center stage coyote ugly save the last dance which i just rewatched, and i i don't know i don't think it holds up no i feel like the only cool people in that carrie washington obviously Mm -hmm, obviously yes um nikki who is actually like now she's like 35 or 45 and still playing teenagers because she's she amazing. So yeah. amen. my dream. <laughs> yeah, your dream. It's your dream. Only they'll look at me and they're like, ah, no. Uh, <laughs> the sunspots on the side of your face tell a different tale, my friend. Okay. Oh, I got um, ID'd the other day. So I was ooh. like, maybe I can't. I was with my, I was with Jill, my girlfriend, who yeah. had just turned 30. And I was just happened to like, she passed me her booze. So I put them up and he was like, together. I was like, yeah, together. And then he rung everything through and then asked for our, our IDs. Ooh. And I was like, and I looked and I didn't have my ID with me. And I was like, oh, fuck. And because I, I literally had my ta- phone out to tap and pay. And he was like, mm. I'm sorry, I can't serve you. And I was like, well, can you get it, Jill? And he was like, no, she can't. And so I had to leave the store. She wasn't allowed to buy my booze. She had to just buy her own. Go back in. She tried to buy my uh, more drinks. And then he it was a young guy. And he went over to the guy and was like, she's buying drinks for other people. And Jill was like, yes, we're all hanging out at a cottage. Adults in their 30s. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, I did not look under 25. Like, there was no way. I was you like, come on. Young. You I do mean, look maybe. young. I, you do look young. You're like, like you could be a teen still in a TV show. Okay, I sweet. could be the teen's younger mother. <laughs> like, Lisa, like I could be like Lisa Kudrow in Booksmart. Like that's mm-hmm. what I could do. Okay. I remember like, but like Julia Stiles is so bad in Save the Last Dance. And most so offensively, bad. that dance dance. <laughs> I can't. I can't even. I rewatched it and I was like, what is this? (laughs) And it's just angles. There was somebody on TikTok. I don't have TikTok because I don't understand it. But when people post it, it makes me so happy. There's like a woman did the dance at like the same one. Mm -hmm. And it was like. So lame. Imagine you auditioned for Juilliard with that dance. That man that she is, I forget the actor's name. He is a saint for being like he probably looked upon her and thought, you know what? Okay. She's awful, but I'm a good person. So I'm going to see her through the audition. And then I will Jesus. dump her because I'm going to medical school and yes. women of my caliber will now be here. <laughs> yeah. I that yeah, and it's so funny because I watched that movie and in the, within the first five minutes they say fag. 
And I was like, whoa, yeah, one of the kids in the in the class says it. And I was like, wow, okay, 2002. It was 2002, I think, when it came out. Or earlier. I think, or earlier, like, maybe, but 2000. It might have been 2000. Oh, Jesus. I think She's All That has a couple of, like, slurs like that as well. Yeah. And it's like, that's hard when, you like, when you're a nostalgic person and then you are like, I'm going to revisit this nice thing. And then it's like, oh, this sucks. Like, then I don't yeah. like this. Like, yeah, especially because when you think of like I don't know, like a, a younger person watching that and they hear mm-hmm. that, that fucking sucks. It sucks, yeah. It sucks because it, it's a punchline. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Fuck, well, save also, the last dance. fuck save the last dance i get what they were trying to do but also no still no. about a white still about helping a white girl <laughs> still helping a white girl who has no idea how to do her hair in them at movie. all like, and then i think of how she played cat stratford and cat stratford was like life-changing yeah like she things was i hate like about you post right girl and mm-hmm. then I remember being excited to see Save the Last Dance because I thought maybe she might be like Kat. Yeah. And then immediately I was like, her clothes are ugly. And number two, she does not know how to, it's, why does it look like she used a Conair steam straightener? <laughs> or, it. Yeah, like the kind where she's like, yeah, I know. just puffy enough. And then like, how, and then she walks around wearing like, like the clothes and the sweaters. Oh yeah, it's like a it's a not a good movie. It's not a it's good a movie. movie. Like it's a bad movie. Ten Things it I is. Hate About You is a great movie. Ten Things I Hate About You is a perfect film. It's a perfect film. I mean, it's I mean it is per so then it, <laughs> the voice like the actual critic voice and yeah our heads is like, but there's like only one black character. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like that yeah. is a bummer. Yeah, but, that's true. But when it comes to like I think issues of like gender and mm-hmm. like um like nobody's dropping like racial slurs. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's how low the barrel. That's how that's like, the wow. low of the barrel. Wow, this '90s movie didn't have any racial slurs. Oh my in her. god, Clueless. That's a perfect. They Clueless is perfect. Clueless is good. Clueless, Clueless is, is great. Good. She's all that is not great. Even though I st- I love it, but it's not a. I, I've rewatched it a couple of times, hoping that maybe the more I watch it, the more I'll be like, no, this is okay, but I, no. it, it's not. And that's something no. so interesting about Like we said about you said about nostalgia too is like we go back to this having this memory of something that is so I- impactful on our childhood and then we go watch it as adults and we're like oh I, I did not realize how not great this film is like or or just in, not even in terms of just um like content but in terms of how it was made, it's like just bad. Like the acting in some things, like that hacky sack scene and she's all that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Hacky sack. Hack. E. Sack. Like, what is that even? Even at 13, I was like, this is bad. <laughs> like, this yes. is, she shouldn't like him. Like, I would, I, I'm a very superficial person sometimes, half the time. And when it comes to like gentleman callers, I am that person that if I were to see that and I was like, this is the love of my life. I'm so excited to go see your show. And then you stood on the stage and did that. The entirety of me sitting there would be thinking like, I'm going to have to end that. It's just, I'm going to have to end this. Like this is, <laughs> yes. I'll wait a week and then he'll, he won't think it's at the show. 
and I'll just tell no. him busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll just tell him I'm I'm just tell him I can I can and I can't see him this week uh, and then I'll just never call him back. Uh it is so embarrassing. It's such an embarrassing scene and I like Freddie Prince Jr. I like yeah, I like he, Freddie Prince. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like him even still today like his Instagram and he's married to Sarah Michelle Geller, which is oh, just I love that. Like an iconic nostalgic couple and they've mm-hmm. been together since they met on I think I know what you did last summer. Like yeah. That's where they met. Oh, I love that. I I don't know if I even saw the second movie. I know I saw the first movie, but I wasn't allowed to see it in theaters because my parents were very were trace strict. But I mean, are you mine, were leaving. I was like, oh, no, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just scooching my chair. Um, You're just I, like, oh, this is boring. I feel like the aliens that come and visit Earth. Like, oh, <laughs> no, is, I this is I love scary movies. They're my favorite thing. Ever. Me too. And when I was a kid, so when I was in grade five, my mom went into a coma. <laughs> she got very oh, sick. Good. It's okay. She's fine now. Everything's great. Okay. Um, but at that time, I like she was there. Like my dad was kind of taking care of me, so I took advantage of my dad a little bit. Sorry, dad. Um, in terms of like being like, mom's not here. Uh, I sh- she let me rent Scream for sure. Oh, so no. my dad rented me Scream and American Pie. Oh, and I watched Scream by myself, which is it was a life changing viewing because it's my favorite movie still to this day. It is very, very good. It's a very I think it's the perfect horror teen slasher horror movie um, Mm -hmm. to come out ever. In my opinion, it changed the genre. It is perfect. The casting was perfect. The direction, the writing. And Mm -hmm. Kevin Williamson, who also did Dawson's Creek, which is also a great show uh, in its own. Iconic. Uh, (laughs) But he wrote Scream in like three days. I like it, but it's, and it's simple and you can kind of tell Mm -hmm. that, but it's simple in a good way. Like it's not, it shows that you don't have to think. I feel like a lot of people get lost in their own, like, I'm going to make it so smart. And it's like, no, you don't. No. Make it just make it like a conversation, and mm-hmm. then like show me. Yeah, you don't need to explain it. Just show me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, he took advantage of. I took advantage of my dad, and then he. Yeah, and then he and I watched uh, American Pie together, which oh. was an experience. Um, but he loved it. He got a great kick out of the whole movie. Like he laughed, so it was fine. We just didn't talk about anything. We just ever laughed again. at the movie ever again. <laughs> like when my dad and I went to go see Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I was just like, well. I know I'm an adult, but we're never going to watch a movie mm-hmm. like this together again. <laughs> I was too young to see. I was like 14, I think, when I saw American Pie. It was at a sleepover. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to go to sleep because it was late. And we'd already watched like two movies. But I didn't trust the girls. So like right. they were like cool. And I wasn't. I was just friends with the host. And I didn't want them to play any tricks on me. So I forced myself to stay awake. And I like was, I didn't get a lot of it. Like I didn't, I didn't. Like, mm-hmm. When he was like, it feels like warm apple pie. Yeah. Like, like eating it, like when you're like, when it's delicious. And it's yeah. like, and then there were so many other jokes where I was oh, just yeah. like, oh, like what? And then watching it back as an adult, like when you catch it on TV and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, I still don't 100% get this joke. Am I know. I not cool. And I think that might actually just be Maybe that's, answer. it might be it for both of us. I, I, I've watched all of those. Like not the, not, I've. I don't know. I really liked the reunion episode of their movie of American okay. Pie. I thought it was really good. It reminded me of the theater. original. And okay. I really I really like the first one. I like that it is very I mean, maybe it is problematic, but there's something also 
good about like the way they talk about sex. I think like I just yeah. I, I, I like that. I really like the movie. I think it's very funny and everybody's very good in it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like Jason Biggs' best role for sure. Mm-hmm. It certainly wasn't Orange Is the New Black or his what was scarcely Larry or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, Larry. Why are you here? Are you here? Yeah, I was like, get out of here, Jason Biggs. <laughs> my god we're focused on piper actually i stopped watching that show in season like three though i yeah i'm, I'm fickle Same. there's a lot of shows going on the first Too two much? seasons of the saga like chef's kiss oh very and then i heard deaths happened and i'm like i can't do this i'm sorry it gets intense and it gets very sad and i cried a lot i don't like i really i'm not good at i'm getting better at crying mm-hmm. but i don't really like to watch stuff that makes me cry anymore. right i think it's like a preservation thing. Cause then I'll tap okay. into like the other sadnesses mm-hmm. and it's like, no, those are for when it's <laughs> bedtime. And I start talking to my mom about them. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. And the cat's just like, why? <laughs> Please. What, um, what like got you into writing? Like what, where, like, where did it come from for you? Like for you? I mean, I think a big part of it. And I kid you not, was just like, I liked the attention that kind of came with it because I knew Fair. I could do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really like it when I was a kid. Like I did and I didn't. Like I mm-hmm. was somebody that would start a story, but if it got too long, I'd be like, peace, I'm out. I also don't read fiction now. So I think that's part of it. Like, um, I yeah, it was very, like I was that kid. And then I romanticized the idea of being like a journalist. And then I went to Conestoga for journalism and don't do that. If you want to be a journalist, don't do shit like that just like <laughs> just do it just right just do it jesus or like i go to a school that has like a real program as opposed to one that's like here's how to write for the cambridge times like no offense <laughs> to the cambridge times but like when you're 19 that's not like you're like right. oh, i hope i get the the crime beat of cambridge ontario although actually they would deliver quite a lot today but oh um then i want to be an actor and then i wanted to be like this that, and the other and I went to school for communications like and I was just kind of flailing and then I got in a fight with my dad one day mm-hmm. and I was just like I'm just gonna go on Craigslist and get like a writer's job and I'll show everyone that I'm just gonna be a writer and I did wow. and it was like yeah which I don't recommend doing because I didn't really pay at the time eventually it, right. it did but what was the it, gig it was 29 secrets the site oh. I still write for yeah wow mm-hmm. which is like really bananas and then there were a couple of like music blogs here and there and then it was that idea of like I'm gonna write for these places I'm gonna snowball my career and then I will be the best at it and then and it stopped being about writing the process of writing it started being more about the attention and like this mm-hmm. weird persona I was like morphing into and that was fueled also by like substance abuse and then that was also by mental illness and then right. so then when I just did everything back and I started writing more honestly like the newsletter that's when I was like I think I want to write to feel like connected to people and to like to like the idea of like not being alone or because mm-hmm. my favorite stuff is like when somebody I like talking about heavy stuff because it's like yeah. that's what a lot of life is. Well, it's truthful, like right? I feel like that's mm-hmm. a lot of the best writing, especially like your writing is like very like essay and um, that that in that vein, would you say? I th- Like I yeah, would say, no, right? right. Totally. And I think the more truthful those are, the more people connect with them. Like I, 
I think those are the ones that I read anyway, are the ones that I've like can read and be like, oh, wow, I, I really under, like resonate with that um, article. So I think that's awesome that you found that too. Thanks. I, I found that like the more and more pretense I drop, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. My industry is like about to implode in on itself. I don't know what's going to happen. And like, a couple, mm-hmm. I was, I'm writing my second book right now, looking at the kind of like landscape that seems to be coming. It's like, well, what happens next? And it's like, all right, well, mm-hmm. maybe more research pieces, like maybe more of this, maybe more of that. Yeah. Um, but like when I write in a way that makes me feel like I'm like putting things out there, mm-hmm. that's my favorite stuff because it also means like, usually that's when people come back and are like, oh shit, I like, I have felt similar or like whatever, Mm -hmm. or even if they don't, I try it like when it's personal writing, I try to write what I needed once upon a time. And most of the time that was to feel not like a freak. (laughs) Fair. Yeah. And like, just to feel like, oh, it's okay to be like, like, I don't know. I would look at people like Carrie Fisher and um, like Nora Ephron, like people Mm -hmm. who are like messy and like, and that's like yeah. that's it like that's life that's who it is and it's like they've seen some shit they're not going to take any bullshit from anybody else mm-hmm. blah, blah. so I think that has sustained my relationship with writing because right. um I would love to be somebody that like you know somebody feels like shit and they read something that I write and they feel a little less alone in those feelings like that's my that that makes that means way more to me than anything ever did but I had to get there that had to I I had to go through my own like right fight with my ego because Mm -hmm. ego becomes a part of it it does but I I think that's a I think that's beautiful though I like I mean I feel like we as um humans we're all messy and I think we all go through such messy moments in life and I think people can truly relate to those stories because we're not the only ones that go through certain things, right? Like while it's individual to who we are, the overall scale of certain things people go through all of the time. And I think that that's um, what is so wonderful about writing. And when you go to read something, people are looking to find themselves in it, right? Even if it is a personal essay or a personal like piece, I feel like, people will always find something in it that resonates with them. Um, I think so too. I like, I completely agree. And I think, um, what was your aha moment when you wrote, read something and you were like, Oh, this is like a thing that this piece of work is going to mean a lot to me. I can tell for like probably the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I think when- that I don't know if it was like a piece that I read, but definitely. And it's crazy because it was just a few years ago, but Nanette, that piece of oh, yeah. that, that to me was Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. I was like, I remember watching it and just being like, I feel everything that you feel and, wow. and being like things that I never even realized like maybe even about myself like the way they spoke I was I was kind of like oh that feels like me or mm-hmm. or that some of the things that they spoke about I was like I've felt that feeling exactly before and I had never heard somebody like maybe speak in the same way mm-hmm. um so that for me was like huge and that was only a few years ago because I didn't come out till I was 26 so oh, I was really? like yeah, so I came out very late, and that was because of my own insecurities and my own shame and fear and all of that. 
Um, but I also feel like in our industry too, like whether it's like creative writing or like acting or comedy or whatever, I feel like we have this idea that we have to have a persona of ourselves. Like it's, it's like you have to put on this idea of who you are or what you want people to think you are, what you think people want to think you are. Um, and we get caught up in that, especially when we're younger, because that's all we want is accolades and acceptance and to be, to feel normal and welcome. And as we get older, I feel like we embrace, like you said, like that freak side, that different side of us that is like maybe a bit weirder or or likes a specific thing. And you're more like, no, this is who I am. And this is what I like. And I have like your book, nobody, like, I don't care anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like that idea of like, nobody really cares and people will care more about you as a human. I think when you're more truthful, but that's what I think anyway. That authentic self, I think, yes. is a really valuable, um, it's something very valuable to like, once you tap into it, you don't mm-hmm. want to let it go. Because it can be tempting to let it go as well. Like, yeah. I let it go a couple of times, even like recently. And then um, the accident happened, then the pandemic happened. And I was kind of stripped of this I, this persona I'd created of like, someone who's always busy, someone who's always mm-hmm. doing stuff, like where I am, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then when I didn't have that anymore, you start to be like, what am I without this? And mm-hmm was I happy? Like, did I like the life I was leading? And it was like, no, actually I was, I was really fucking anxious and miserable mm-hmm. for a long time yeah. because I was doing it for like this persona. And then when you start to like, let that down, you start talking about it. It was like, it's surprising how many other people are in the same boat and whether that persona mm-hmm. is about work or it's personal, it's like, everybody's got, it's their own thing. Yes. I would never project like, yeah, like I, I would never want to project myself onto like Mm-hmm. other people because I also understand that from my like my experience is very like rich and privileged and mm-hmm. I've been very like I, I I don't like when people think that they're like well just go on a sabbatical and it's like well what if you don't have the money to go on a sabbatical like yeah. what if you don't have this what if you don't have that or what if you lived this way or what if like yeah. but I think if you like just shred it down and it's like this is my authenticity here you go it's easier to find like, oh, cool. I share that too. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like, we share it completely. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it. And I I just like, cause we all like the idea of that we all like make choices and we fail at life and we do things and things happen and we make bad mistakes or we make bad choices. And it's Mm -hmm. just part of our our path to wherever we're meant to be. Um, but I, yeah, I love that. I love that you found that for yourself too. And like, it, yeah. it, I feel like that also, like you said, like that authenticity will make, makes people more, I don't know, drawn, drawn. I don't know. Thank I like, I think that's why I, I feel drawn to you a lot of the times too. And like, maybe it's because I met you when you started to find that more like that authentic, because I I felt drawn to you because I like that you're so like open about your life and and things and like you speak about the way you speak or the way you store you tell stories I like I just love it it's just very natural I also feel like during this pandemic everyone's PR team has either quit Mm -hmm. or is on vacation or is just not around for the celebrities anymore. anymore because there are even celebrities like that I I take responsibility video like oh <laughs> that I watch and like Sarah my girl Sarah Paulson's in that video and I love oh Sarah God, Paulson right? to she's no amazing. end and she's amazing and I go what 
in your brain made you think that that made sense? Like where, Wait. like where was everybody? Like who, who was around to, to check it, who to be like, this? who pitched it? Like it was probably one of them. I'm assuming. Right. Unless and they like, all have the same agent, <laughs> they need to get oh a new God, agent. The agent was like, "Here's what your next project is." Unless it was like they saw, you know, when you like, there's a sh- like you do a show or you like sign up for something, and like the the list is like, eh, and then one person's on it, and you're like, "Oh, oh, they're doing it. Okay, well, it can't be that bad." Yeah, maybe it was one of those. Maybe it was like that, but it was that and the Imagine video. I go, what oh, happened to everybody? Video. I go, what I, happened to y'all? Like, is everybody okay? Like. Don't do these things. I love authenticity, but I, I'm not great with earnestness. Like when people are like staring at the computer being like, imagine that, like, what is this? But that's the worst part about both of those videos is that I don't think either of them were authentic in any way, shape or form. Like there were people like, especially the, I take responsibility one where people were full, clearly reading off screen. I'm like, (laughs) memorize it. That's your full job in life is to try to memorize lines of dialogue, memorize it. It's not even, it wasn't even good dialogue. It was like, you can't, and maybe I'm wrong here. And if I am wrong, please correct me. Sure. But I just don't feel like doing a video like that absolves you of anything you've done or any of your privilege or any of like no what you, your, the future gaffes you'll make. Like you don't get a you're not you're not on a clean slate now. Like that's no. not how this works. Now, if there if that video had been like defund the police, defund like yes. just a bunch of celebrities <laughs> saying defund the police, I'd be like fuck. Yeah. Like yeah. all they would have had all they would have had to say is defund the police and oh. then like have like a thing at the end explaining what it means and then boom. I would have been like absolutely I am on yes. board. Thank you. Yes. Because yes. that is that is taking action, right? That's taking action yes. to let people cuz sometimes I'm like, yes, we need celebrities, spokespeople to let pe- other people in the world who maybe don't understand something, they need a face that they know, that they like, mm-hmm. that they enjoy to like actually be able to to understand things, which is also ridiculous in itself. But I, I would have been like, okay, great. Not who the who hell, who the hell cares if you sing John Lennon's Imagine. I, I love the Beatles. I love. I think I like John Lennon, but he was not a great guy. You picked well, a bad really song. Loved beating the shit out of his first wife. Big yes. Hobby of his. Yeah. Big huge hobby. Time. Like yeah. he was like not not the best choice uh, to do. Um, what do you, I, the thing I'm, I think when it came out too, is like, well, what I'm imagining right now is like, we're in week two. <laughs> I, there's no toilet paper at the grocery stores. <laughs> I'm imagining what I'm going to have to use for all of this. And now I have to deal with you singing at me. The song and also, that I change. Also, Im- imagine is like, it about the pandemic. Like, there's other choices. There are other choices. I drank all the apples, by the way. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I'm still on this one. I think it's too sweet. It's a bit too sweet for me. Um, but I'm still enjoying it. I just don't know if I can drink it fast. That's all. I feel like my my juice intake has changed since I've gotten a bit older. Are you saying that I need to grow the fuck up? Yeah, you yeah. need to grow up and slow down on the juice. <laughs> Stop. Slow down on the Snapple. I just love the Snapple so much. I had four caffeines yesterday. I had a Java chip Frappuccino. The joke with my friends is they're like constantly, who orders Frappuccinos as an adult? And then usually a friend will be like, Anne Anne really likes them. And I'm like, I just want a Frappuccino. I get them sometimes as a treat. 
That's why we're all as a tree. You're so, <laughs> now that I know that you're from, I don't know why I didn't know you're from the East Coast, but I'm like, this makes so much sense. Because <laughs> you're just so warm. Oh, as a person. That's, that's Is nice. Jill from the East Coast too? Or no, she's from here? Alberta. We oh, met here, okay. yeah. Oh, from cool. Calgary. Does she, do, does she do comedy as well or no? No, she's in marketing and communications. Cool. So that's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Like Mad Men. Like Mad Men, yeah. Exactly like Mad Men. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly right. <laughs> and that's exactly it and how I understand it. <laughs> mm, you too. So that sounds great. So she, that's great. Oh, you're yeah. like all power couple. I love that. Yeah, we're both Leos too, so it's fun. Ooh. Leos, mm-hmm. I love Leos. I have a, I'm a, I'm a Venus and Leo, um, which means that like, exactly. It's a nightmare for any <laughs> poor neighbor, boy, his friend. <laughs> Hello. He's like, I have a wife. I have a wife. <laughs> he was like, I don't think you do anymore. Hi, hey. this is my Venus what? and Leo coming out. <laughs> so these these are just fun. We're gonna have a good time. Okay, uh, first one. Okay, uh, what's your biggest party fail? My party fail? Yeah, biggest Something party. I've fail. done at a party. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! Uh, this is more just like oh Anne. So when I was fifteen, um, I like loved drinking, um, and that continued for a long time. But this mm-hmm. was one where we're like we're going to a big party. Johnny B's parents were not there. I, everything, like, it was a rager. People were prepared. I down my four mics, hard lemonades at my friend Callie's house. We're blaring music. Mm-hmm. Bootylicious comes on. It's a brand yes. new song. We all start referring to ourselves as our first initial and then dog. So I became a dog. And then every time <laughs> the song would come on, you'd start by shouting your initial and your name. We're doing this up the street, even though the song has long <laughs> since played. It's over now. I'm chain smoking. I'm wearing Tommy Hilfiger jeans that are like kind of low rise, kind of not. And like one of those tank tops with a built-in bra, but then with a bra inside of it. Mm-hmm. So I look like I'm like Chesty LaRue or Busty nice. Sinclair, whatever name you choose to pick. <laughs> and I've got my bleach blonde box dyed hair billowing in the breeze as I'm going, Adog! So we go to this party, we continue to shout things. I get in a fight with the guy that I like um, because he hates me and I insist on trying to sit on his lap. It doesn't go very well. And then the friend, we have friends of ours who call the mom of this girl that we hate who was at the party and told her that um, the girl had alcohol poisoning and they had to come pick her up. So the mom picks up the girl, we take off in the car, go to McDonald's, we go back to Callie's house. I'm so drunk and I fall asleep in the middle of the living room floor and everyone has to step over me. And then I wake up and it's four in the morning. Oh, (laughs) and I had to go to McDonald's for work in an hour. Oh no. I mean, that sounds like a fun, funny thing though. (laughs) The fail though is like, don't that's, and we have unsafe drinking. Mm -hmm. We have stupid nicknames. Mm -hmm. We have scaring a poor woman Although I didn't, I wasn't a part of that. I just watched it happen. Right. And we have trying to sit. And then life, my theory was always the louder I am, the more the guy will notice me mm-hmm. and like me. And mm-hmm. then that did not bode well because he ended up egging my house a couple of times. So. <laughs> Rude. Fail. I mean, but I also, also maybe he egged your house because he actually liked you. I mean, we were 
this went on for six years. It was oh. like, we made, and we only made out one time. One. We made In out six one years? Time. For six years. Whoa. Yeah, it was horrific. It was absolutely terrible. It was the <laughs> worst. It was, I once hit him over the head with a backpack. Like it was mm-hmm. like, he would shout at me from one end of a party and I'd be like, yeah. like it was anyway. I love so, it. Party fail, light fail, um, bootylicious fail. Just a great and, story. How so descriptive like that. Uh, you could tell you're a writer because that was just the most descriptive story. Like so specific. I loved it from the Tommy Hilfinger dreams to the box dyed blonde hair. Like I love it. It's so funny. Because I could see it. I could I could visualize it so much. OK, um, if you could travel to one place anywhere right now, where would you go? Okay, is Corona still a thing? No. If you oh. could go anywhere. Mm, California. California. Why California? Yeah. I haven't been in about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time I went thinking, this is my, where I might live one day. I don't know. I, I want to go without putting the pressure on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to visit all the museums I didn't get to visit. And um, I want to see friends. And I want to feel far away from things, but mm-hmm. not too far away um, because I get homesick. Also, right, I want to go to like, there's, this is going to sound morbid. I want to go to the museum of death. I want to go oh. to where like the black Dahlia died. I want to like really fun. film noir the shit out of it. Yes. I'm obsessed with like California and crime, particularly up until like the 1990s is so interesting to me mm-hmm. because it's, unlike any other state. So I would love to go and then be like, by the way, I will be solving crimes now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to solve the crimes. In my head, I'm like, should I go to school and just do that as a job? And then I looked at the course load and I was like, I don't like these courses. So I'm just going back to history. (laughs) You could just be a private detective. Why don't you just try? Look, I mean, like, but I mean, look at all these podcasts and all of these like, uh, like books and stuff that are coming out of people who aren't, realistically trained in the fields they just try their best to figure out like cold cases and stuff i mean i have the patience for that kind of i think a bigger part of me would rather be able to like interview people who have committed the crimes and try to like outsmart them because it's like if you can just i want to trick the psychopath but i can't i don't work for the fbi and i don't want to work for the fbi so i think i'm screwed i just get to read (laughs) about them so Fair. And dream that I can, I'll make a difference in that regard, even though nobody wants me to. And there's, I'm certainly not needed. <laughs> you never know, but you might come across something. You never know. You might you come across know. something. Like, Maybe I'll write a researched book about something. Yes, that sounds fun. That Do sounds it, please. Fun. Unless it's really depressing and then it yeah. won't be that fun. But it'll be fun to put out. I think there's something interesting about talking about like in your voice of why you love like that Cal- like California, like the spe- specificity of California crime. I don't know. There's yeah. something there. There's something there. Oh, I agree. There's oh something there. You're now, see, Trisha, you're going to be the person that like, you're going to be stuck with me texting you and being like, what do you think about this? And you're like, listen, like, we're hey. barely friends. No. <laughs> I just barely talk to you. You can message me. I love true crime. I'll talk about it all day Ooh. with you. So, Well, then we will be doing that on a separate chat so okay, that your listeners great. aren't like, Jesus Christ, this is getting fucking dark. <laughs> okay. Your first celebrity crush. Oh, okay. Hold on. I know this. I have this one. I get them. Conf- I get them confused with like 
There's okay, so Peter Kozen in kindergarten, Robert Renan in grade one, Chris Wall in grade two to grade six. And then in between there, there was JTT. Mm, that's a good I one. I had him all over my walls. I still to this day think that we could fall in love. You probably um, could. I mean, maybe. He's very yeah. short though, apparently. Yeah. Not that I care. I really don't care about that, but he was my wall beard. Oh, was he? Like, yeah. like, who do you like? That's who you yeah. said. And he was all over um, my wall too, JTT. But he was a so soft he, boy. So he's a, he is, you know what? I do love like, like a nineties pretty boy, like mm-hmm. River Phoenix. Like with oh, his yes. like, like they, like there's like very sculpted features. He looks like, like Harry Styles. I saw a picture the other day of Katie Lang <laughs> with River Phoenix. And I thought it was Katie Lang with Harry Styles. And then I had to look closer. And Katie Lang is a very attractive person. Yes. So I love that. Katie Lang. God, I love Who Katie Lang. Who was your Lang. celebrity, your first celebrity crush? Was it Christina? I think it was Christina Ricci, but also I loved Gabby Hoffman. I loved Gabby I Hoffman. To be Gabby Hoffman. And now and then I loved Gabby Hoffman in, um, uh, do you, did you ever see the movie Strike? I think it's also called All I Want to Do. Love that movie. Strike. I, I saw that movie three times in the theaters. Oh my God. To this day, I like her eyebrows are everything. everything. I still want to be Sam and now and then because oh, she's yeah. like mysterious. Although I was always teeny because I was the one that made the jokes all the time and was obsessed with being famous. See, I wanted to, I had a, such a crush on Sam. I don't know. I have a, I always feel, I always felt like I had a crush on like the darker, like kind of like quiet broody girl, girls. broody girls. Yeah. Cause it was her. Yeah. And then, and Christina Ricci for sure, because I, which I didn't know until recently. And somebody had to be like, Trisha, how are you a queer woman and not know that Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain is a, a little like like queer love story. And I was like, is what? It? Well, if you go back and you watch that movie, mm-hmm. they have they have a meet cute. They have like, it is set up like, they're not just gal pals. There's no way. It's also about a character. Like the, so the idea of the movie is a, that they're looking for this gold that's in this mountain, and okay. it's the gold left by this woman who cross-dressed or who dressed like a man to become to to dig for gold. So it it already has like a very queer element to it, and then it's the two characters. So it's Christina Ricci and um, uh, Anna Anna Klumsky. Klumsky? Yeah. Klumsky. Uh, I know it's a weird it's a hard one to pronounce but it's those two and Anna Clumsy's character is oh so very much a little like queer kid for sure and Christina Ricci is like so like into her like there you gotta it's a really good movie I love it but you should watch it it's very fun and it is very much like a little lesbian like movie it's so cute That's but obviously without being uh, without being actually saying they are because in 1995 you weren't allowed to be a lesbian no. but oh my god um, you couldn't like there was it was impossible like it's funny to watch like to go back and watch mm-hmm. like old movies and you're like I think that character is supposed to be gay mm-hmm. and like well it's even no like it. yeah well it's even um now and then Roberta's yes. character when she grows up it was supposed to be gay mm-hmm. um but test audiences didn't like it so that's why they say she lives in sin with her boyfriend. She does live in sin. In my head, it was Devin Zawa all grown up. And I was not for that. He was so hot. I loved, uh, him. I loved him so much. Devin oh Sawa. God. I still love oh. him. His, his Twitter account is amazing. It's so good. He was <laughs> he was so like, oh, I would have slit anyone in my family's throat for a chance to kiss him. Um, <laughs> 
But well, you're so right funny. because I mean, when you think about it, like Roberta binds her boobs and she's not comfortable with traditional femininity and that, and she doesn't want to really, she doesn't seem interested really in Scott. Like no. she doesn't reject it, but she's not like, he's so excited and she's like, it was all right. Like, yeah. And she's clearly in love with Chrissy. <laughs> she does love Chrissy. Oh, and she's dead in real life. R.I.P. I know. played her. I also loved her on the Odyssey. Remember the Odyssey? No. Remember that show? No. Oh, it's about the kid who's in a coma and in his coma world, it's like a, a new, different, completely different world with all the same kids in it. Oh, cool. But in his real life, yeah. It's a, it was a good show. It was on YTV. It was oh, awesome. Yeah, great. She was Canadian. That makes sense. She was, yeah. Okay, and oh. final question. Okay, mm-hmm. so the party's just come to an end and you're like leaving the party and everybody had a great time. Mm-hmm. How do you want to be remembered at the party? Okay. Funny for sure. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the best thing you can be. Yeah. Other than kind. So also kind. There's nothing worse than like a shitty, funny person that you're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Um, I like when, okay, do you know when you like leave a hang? And mm-hmm. like, I honestly think it's going to be like when we like stop talking right now yeah. and you just feel like full and like, mm-hmm. just you're like, you know what? The world, like, things are cool. Like I am, yeah. I'm doing okay. Like this is a cool, I am lucky. I'm living a nice life. I had a great time that like, I want to leave everyone with that feeling mm-hmm. where when they talk to me, like I'm not looking past them to see if someone's better behind them. Right. Cause like I hate when people do that to me or like, like I, you know, you pay attention when they're talking and mm-hmm. you ask them questions and like, I like to make everyone laugh. And then I like to make everybody feel like good about their shit and then I want to go and then have them be like oh she left oh my god like I want like that good like that fairy godmother right of, like, I love that energy. yes I love that that's amazing yay Thank you. what about you Thank wait you, you can't about- get out of this question well, I, need I can't to know. no one's ever mm-hmm. asked um well you have selfish people on this podcast I guess <laughs> that you can tell them that <laughs> I think I would like to be remembered at a party as as somebody that was like a good conversationalist mm-hmm. and somebody that was that you you had a nice time with like oh, that I, like I was that. that I was good company. I think that's for me what oh. I would want is that I was good company. It's like that's so it doesn't even have to be for everyone at the party but even if I just hung out with a select few people I want them to be like Trisha's great company to have around. That's like, to me, those people are the people I become friends with. Like where Mm -hmm. I'm actually like, oh, like in our conversation, I'd be like, oh, let's go for dinner. Like next Mm -hmm. week, let's go to the mall or something. Yeah. And then um, you leave just being like, I'm going to be friends with that person. Like I'm like, we're friends now. Yeah. Then of course, there's always the people that you're just like, Jesus Christ, I've ever seen them again. Go away. I walk into traffic, like meet Joe Black and bounce (laughs) along the cars until I'm dead. (laughs) I'm like, what a... What a reference. Meet Joe Black. Oh, my goodness. And this has been such a pleasure and a delight to have you on this podcast. I just I love I, I just adore you. I love you. Oh, I love this you is so, so much. nice. What a nice conversation. Where can people find you on all um, your socials? Well, I'm right behind all of them right now. I'm a ghost. Um, <laughs> just just Auntie Donahue, Twitter, Insta. It's all there. Love it. Um, Where can we whatevs. get your book? Where can we get your book? Well, Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares. You can buy that on the you can, you can buy that off the ECW site or off Amazon or like at chapters. You can go mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, get your book. Everywhere. Get it now. It's, it's there. Please buy it because I I need the royalties. I'm, I'm <laughs> desperately 
need them. My industry is combusting and uh, everyone's trying their best, but um, it's I will very put, high <laughs> I will put the, I'll put a link to your book in the description as well. So people know Thank where to get you. it. Of Force course. Everyone, to order it. Also, everyone you, should order it. It's a great book. Buy it. Well, I also just want to say that like, you really are a special, awesome, wonderful person. And like, I'm leaving this like I would leave a party after meeting someone and being like, I feel really lucky that I get to know them. I feel really lucky that I got to hang out with you. And like, I feel even more lucky that like we get to be friends. That's nice. And you're so talented and you're so smart and you're incredibly cool and you're warm and you're kind. And like, you are a laundry list of wonderful, wonderful, wonderful treats and like I just feel like, holy shit, how did I score her as my friend? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> oh, so I'm not going to question nice. it in case it was a mistake. <laughs> it's not like, a mistake. Well, <laughs> it's not a mistake. We are friends. And it, I, I feel like it's blossoming into something wonderful. And we're going to do. Oh, for sure. We're going to talk nostalgia for days. I just know it. 100%. I feel like, you know, this is going to go on forever. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as the Roni's done and I can, like, come back to Toronto without, like, yes. infecting your parents with anything, we're going to the mall. We're going to the mall. We're going to do it 90s style. We're going to eat at Nordstrom's and yep. then we're going to go shopping. I love it. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can help me pick out clothes because I'm I'm bad at picking things out, so. Lies, you always look cute. Like, look at your shirt right now. What are you talking about? Thank you. I think I can pick out things, but sometimes I never know what goes with what. So we'll go oh, to the mall. It. We'll get some food and maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go to a movie. Oh my God. I would love that. Do and that. the montage shop too. Yes. Where it's like, we're, what would our montage song be? What would our montage song be? Probably the clueless theme, uh, theme mm-hmm. like when you first, when it begins and she's like, you might be thinking this is an Oxima commercial and we can be an Oxima commercial. And we can, and we will. And we will. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to go to the mall with you, Anne. And Me I'll too. have you, I can't, I was so, this was so lovely and I'll, we'll talk to you again soon. And T. Donahue, everyone. Oh my goodness what a lovely conversation it really felt like we were in the same room together i just wanted to squeeze her and shoot the shit forever she is amazing a wonderful writer make sure to follow her anniversaries on cbc as well as pick up a copy of her amazing book nobody cares available where all books are available uh you can follow Anne on twitter and instagram at ann t donahue um Check her out. She's so funny. Her writing is brilliant and lovely, and we are best friends now. So uh, I'm telling you, you must go do all of those things. <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at it's underscore Trisha Black. I finally made a hundred subscribers. I didn't make them. They came to me, but I have a hundred subscribers on YouTube. So I finally got my uh, custom URL, baby. Yes. Uh, YouTube.com slash Trisha Black. I have a new sketch video out, uh, a music video called, uh, I'm calling it a lesbian, a lesbian, a lesbian soliloquy. Uh, you can check that out. You can also see a lot of the highlight videos from these episodes. They're just about 20 minute episodes just to get a taste of how our visual uh, interview went. So you can check that out. You can check out the pod on Instagram and Twitter at One More Round Podcast. We are on Patreon. So if you're loving this content and you're loving the pod and you're like, how can I support 
this podcast. Well, we're on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash it's Trisha Black. There's some amazing um, bonus things that you get uh, for supporting and and supporting you get my forever gratitude as well as we get to build a nice community and I like to know what you folks want and how you feel like the pod is going and also uh, uh, it helps it helps make the podcast better. You know, I really want to get some, pay somebody to do some nice transcripts, uh, you know, all of those things, get some cool guests uh, and and do all that. So I really appreciate it. You can also, if you're like, that's not really for me, but I do want to support in some way, you can buy us a coffee at coffee.com. That's K-O-F-I.com slash it's Trisha Black. And we appreciate it. And when I have the means to do so and meet you in person someday, I will buy you a coffee back. I promise. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Next week on the podcast, we have the wonderful, the talented, oh, the creators of a web series that I was very lucky to be a part of, Band Ladies on Highball TV, Dana Puttycomb and Kate Fenton, the creators. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to have them on the podcast. Uh, we we have such a wonderful time and we chat, you know, music in, in film and series and we chat the creation of band ladies. Uh, and, and it's just such a wonderful conversation. Again, it was so nice to see them. If you're also loving the pod, you can leave us a rating or a review. Uh, we would really appreciate that so that people who are just maybe popping in for an episode or so uh, can see what everyone's talking about. Uh, see if, if, if people are telling them to tune in which if you're listening i hope you are thank you i appreciate you i love you all so much (laughs) all right thank you again so much for tuning in this week uh and of course no east coast kitchen party is ever complete without a musical number to see us off so here's one for you now and we'll see you next week i love you all stay safe and be kind rewind like blockbuster said Uh, you know if you have a vhs player Love you. This great heart is tired of being forgotten Lost along the way behind the mall When she's strong, fierce and brave Oh, the dues she has paid This great heart is ready For so long you forget what you're fighting for You feel tired and broken with nowhere to go Wish you could make them hear The louder you get, the more you disappear All in all, you know you've done your best And the days can be long Keep trekking down the path You know you belong on When is it your time? The hill's getting harder and harder to climb Still you keep doing the best you can Lost along the way behind the mall When she's strong, fierce and brave Oh, the dues she has 
We've been bold and we've been brave Persevering through, waiting through the hate Although history ignores We'll fight until all our stories are told And no more will we be brought down Perfect comedic timing. <laughs>